Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It At Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast and to Tammy's birth story. Now Tammy found out she was pregnant. It was actually a surprise. First pregnancy at 38. And, you know, that's a circumstance that a lot of people could have some fears and uh, ideas and judgments around. But instead of falling into that hole, Tammy and her partner David powered up and explored their options and were actually influenced by some friends of theirs who were planning a home birth. And now throughout Tammy and David's home birth journey and now as parents, they've been able to pay that forward and have been resources for other families and friends who have been considering and thinking about home birth. You know, the way Tammy puts it, she wishes she could shout from every rooftop about her birth experience and in a way to empower and influence other people to make their own informed decisions. And this is an episode to really check out the website, diahpodcast.com, and look at the resources because Tammy just became a wealth of knowledge and resources as a result of planning her home birth. And she's an awesome yogi and has stayed active and healthy throughout her pregnancy. And she really talks about the, the power to be found in home birth and how it can just connect you more deeply with yourself, your partner, and take you into this beautiful next stage of raising your children in this, this awesome, empowered way as well. And finding and owning your voice, that you have it. We all have it. It's just about exercising it. So listen in because Tammy's got a lot of awesome stuff for you. Here it is. Hey, Tammy, how are you? Good. How are you doing? We are awesome. Yeah. Tammy, (laughs) thank you so much for taking some time to come and hang out with us on the Doing It at Home podcast. We really do appreciate you, and we're very excited to hear your home birth story. Thank you guys for giving me the chance to be able to share it with everyone. I'm really excited about this. Yes, yes. Uh, So why don't you just, to start off, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and who's in your family? Well, I am, um, my name's Tammy. I'm 38 years old. Um, My boyfriend, David, and I, um, we live in Orlando, Florida, and we have a 15-month-old son, and his name is Presley. And uh, we decided on home birth pretty um, early on in our pregnancy and couldn't be happier with the experience that we had. And um, we're excited to share it with everyone in hopes to encourage other couples and um, let everyone know that home birth is a safe alternative option. And it's something that can be very empowering if you allow it to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, we, uh, we found out that we were pregnant 
and I think we had the normal reaction of um, we're going to have the baby at the hospital. That was, you know, like our first initial reaction when um, I shared with a friend of mine that we were expecting. And we actually got um, exciting news for them that they were expecting as well. And their due date was about three weeks before ours. Oh, that's cool. So, wow. yeah, and it, she's one of my best friends. And I was, you know, really excited because um, our pregnancy came as a surprise to us because I had been told in the past that um, they didn't think that I would be able to have children. Oh, wow. So being a little bit older and... Um, having been off birth control for quite a few years, I was just like overwhelmed with emotions of like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mom and can I do this this late in life? You know, because you have this like picture in your head and people always say, you know, like, oh, the older you are, the more risky it is and stuff like that. So yeah. I was just overwhelmed with emotions and um but when I found out my friend was pregnant, I was like, okay, I've got somebody to do this with, you know, like we can compare and just kind of somebody to like have the journey with. Absolutely. And um, one of the first questions she asked me was, where are you going to have the baby? And I kind of thought it was a weird question at first because her and I live in the same neighborhood pretty much. And we live really close to one of the best women's and children's hospitals in Orlando. So Immediately, I said, um, oh, we're going to have the baby at Winnie Palmer. And she didn't say anything, like, bad about it, at, you know, at all. She just said, oh, okay. And I said, well, where are you going to have your baby? And she said, in my living room. Oh, <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, what? <laughs> what, are you talk what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, we're going to do a home birth. And it was something that kind of took me by surprise because I had never really heard of anyone having a home birth. Um, I had been in the delivery room with my aunt when she had both of her boys. And um, I remember it being a very um, vivid experience to me, but it was nothing that I really wanted for myself. Um, you know, nothing against hospital birth or the whole process of it, but in the back of my mind, I always just knew it just, it wasn't something that I, I liked. I didn't like the feel of it. I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with a lot of the things that happened as far as like inducing and, and stuff like that. So when she said home birth, I was just like, wow, this is something that David and I have to talk about. Mm. So we immediately, um, decided to watch, uh, the business of being born and um, just with watching that and me doing a little research, uh, we agreed and it was just like full force from there on. Like I told my mom about it, you know, I told my dad, my mom was totally on board um, because she had me and my sister naturally, but she had us in the hospital. So she was like, well, as far as the birthing part, like you've got this, you know, she's like, it's a tolerable pain is what she always told me. So it wasn't anything that I was really afraid of, but the whole doing it at home part was kind of like, you get everyone's opinion, you know? Oh, yeah. And usually since no one's really educated about it, they look at you like you're crazy and yep, yep. they only want to tell you the bad, they, they only want to tell you the bad things. And I, and I think that's 
it's kind of sad because that's what we've done as a culture is just share the the bad parts of birth and it's it's a shame because there are so many amazing empowering bonding moments um that birth can be for a mother and for a couple if you allow yourself the space to do it and um it's just it's 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 amazing you know it's it's crazy now even this far away from the process i was kind of like looking at my uh pictures from the day that presley was born and when i was flipping through them this morning i was just kind of got like you know a little choked up about it because it's just like one of those things like oh my gosh like we did it you know it's such an amazing feat it feels like so um it was just a really great experience. Um, we chose a birthing center. Um, it was the same birthing center that my uh, friend uh, chose as well. And uh, just an amazing group of women. And they just made it all so easy. Wow. And uh, we uh, we actually became very close with um, a couple of the midwives. Um, one in particular who we were always like rooting for, like, we hope she's at our birth. We hope she's at our birth. And she actually ended up, she actually ended up being at another birth. So we had another midwife come, but um, it really doesn't matter at that point in time. Right. You know, you always think like in your idea, like the perfect scenario, like, oh, this midwife will be here and everything will be so perfect. But in that moment, it's kind of like whoever knocks on your door, you're like, please come in, help yes. me have a baby. So <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And that's kind of what I've told other people that have asked me about it. You know, they're like, well, I really like this person in particular, you know, like I, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I would prefer this one over the other because, you know, you just sometimes you click with some people and, you know, I mean, that just happens in every type of relationship, but Really, in the moment, it's just so easy to um, accept anyone there that is uh, willing to help you. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, so you you were working we were with very, this birthing center of of midwives. Had you gone to an OB before that? You know, when when you first you know found out you were pregnant and you, and you thought you were going to go the hospital route, had you had any appointments or anything like that beforehand? Um, no, I hadn't even had an appointment yet. Okay. So, um, everything was just started at the birthing center. Um, I think I went to the birthing center when I was about nine weeks is when, um, they will first see you. Okay. So I'd only known that I was pregnant for about three weeks before, um, we actually went to the birthing center and, um, like I said, they just provided us with such amazing care and took so much time. Um, and it was so different than any experience that I've ever had in, at an OB office. Mm-hmm. Um, just the one-on-one, um, the, you know, actually being able to ask questions and not be rushed and just like a genuine sense of care, mm-hmm. you know, and they really wanted to, to know you. They They got to know us. And I feel like we really were able to form like a relationship. So I really look forward to my my appointments, you know, to go yeah. see them and stuff. Absolutely. I can Which definitely I relate to that. Important. Oh, yeah. We would get excited yeah, for I the al- appointments. I almost, and, yeah. 
you definitely and you go through like a withdrawal afterwards, you know, because you're so used yeah. to seeing these people, and then you like when you don't see them anymore, you're kind of like, oh man. So I've been able to keep up with um, and keep in touch with people through, of course, you know, social media, Facebook, and stuff like that, and just you do really have a great relationship with those people. Hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It sounds like you really went into this process really open-minded and excited and kind of with a like a fresh perspective almost, you know, because, you know, you had this friend who influenced you and, you know, you you started out like all of your care was with them. You know, it's not like you made this big shift or had had a lot of um, disempowering, you know, experiences with an OB or a hospital or anything like that. It's just you saw this option and you were like, hey, yeah and just went into it. I think that's really awesome and, and brave and bold and um, very cool. Yeah, I think definitely even with the um, with the outside, you know, uh, negativity that can be, you know, sometimes like from different, even from diff- different family members that might not even realize that they're being negative, but when they say things like, oh, that's dangerous or what if something happens or stuff like that, I kind of just felt like if I shut that negativity down right away and don't even allow it to get into my mind, you know, that it wouldn't happen type of thing. And if it did happen, if something, if there were a complication or something like that, like everything happens for a reason. I live really close to the hospital. You know, I always reassured myself that like, no matter what, everything would be okay. Mm. Um, but I kind of just like shut the negativity down right away, even when I would be at work and people would ask me stuff or they would say something negative or, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, well, I don't even really want to talk about that because it's not going to happen type of deal. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's kind of what you have to do. You kind of have to put yourself like in a little bubble and just say like, this is our choice and it's going to work and it can work. And just educating yourself really. I kind of, I just went on Amazon and I ordered books. Um, I read three books um, that I think were great. I actually just, I gave them to my sister because uh, she just had a baby in October. So she also did home birth and I wanted her to be um, just as prepared as I felt like I was. And to me, kind of like knowledge is power. And if you know what to expect or know anything that can happen, you really have no reason to fear it. So... I just wanted to give her pretty much all the, you know, power that I felt like I had. Um, And I even did, um, David and I did a, um, we did a hypnobirthing class with our other uh, couple that was pregnant at the same time. And um, the hypnobirthing class was amazing. We actually ended up having our friend who was doing it, she became our doula. We asked her to be our doula afterwards. So she was at the birth as well. And that made it a lot easier to, you know, experience those couple of weeks of going to the hypnobirthing class and really getting to know someone and then asking her to be our doula, to be um, at Presley's birth. And 
it ended up being a great choice for us. Mm. Um, but I read, um, I read the book, Your Pregnancy Week by Week, which kind of just like lets you know what's going on with your body. So nothing's really a surprise, you know. Um, I read the book, um, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, mm-hmm. and that's got some crazy stories in it. You know, it's just like about women like birthing at this place called the farm and just kind of gives you like an idea of what birth can be and they explain things like orgasmic birth and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like if you're into reading birthing stories, like it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then we did the, um, I read the hypnobirthing, the Monaghan method, and that was actually the, that corresponded with the class that we took. So those are three really good books. That, like I said, I would suggest to anyone I would almost suggest those even if you don't plan on doing a home birth, just to, you know, have the knowledge, mm. know what's going on with your body, you know, that type of thing. Mm, absolutely. And I, I want to go back to something that you said earlier when uh, people would, would bring, you know, those negative comments or um, comments your way and how you shut them down because, you know, we did um, hypnobabies. So we did the, the home mm-hmm. hypnobirthing course. And one of the big things that they had in there as recommendations for the partners is to be that person who shuts down those conversations. Like, you, you know, you use the word bubble and that's what they talk about as mm-hmm. well. Just having this bubble around you and don't even let those negative things get into the bubble. And so I think it's really cool that you said that. And, you know, for those listening, like you can shut out and shut down those types of conversations. Like you don't have to have them. And and I, I think you're a great example, Tammy, of somebody who would just say, no, I'm not interested in talking about that or, um, you know, change the topic or whatever it was to just not even let those things enter. Because, you know, those thoughts and those those conversations can really, uh, you know, wreak havoc a little bit when, when you allow them to get in and incept. And, and um, so anyway, it's really cool that you were um, just so effective at shutting them down. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a pretty abrupt person. Um, if I, you know, if I like something, I like it. If I don't, I just, I I don't like it. So it was kind of easy for me to shut people down. Um, and I think it was easy for David, um, as well, just because we were so, um, we were so like a hundred percent positive that this was the right choice for us. And we just didn't really, um, even entertain the idea of negativity being a, any part of it. Um, we kind of believed from the very beginning that um, we wanted to uh, bring Presley into the world in like um, a loving, um, very, I don't know, I'm like kind of losing the word for it, but just like bring him into a, a loving um, environment right away. And we kind of started while I was pregnant with him. We were careful about the way that we spoke um, to each other, you know, to ourselves, um, just the thoughts that we had. Um, I kind of didn't want, um, I believe that he could hear stuff, you know, because babies can hear when they're, you know, in the womb. So I didn't want him to even hear the negativity of like, you know, well, what if this happens? And, you know, what if you, um, have to go to the hospital and stuff like that? Like, I just didn't even want him to hear that. And a lot of people think that's crazy. And I mean, that's fine, but the truth is, is that I, I really think that uh, the way that you're brought into this world can affect you. And why wouldn't you want it to be a nice, 
calm, relaxing, loving environment that you're brought into. Mm. And instead of something that's very hectic and can be what I think is traumatizing, just from what I saw um, my aunt go through with her two hospital births. So, like I said, that when I experienced those, it kind of turned me off from childbirth. Mm -hmm. Just because I was like, if that's what it's like, I don't want any part of it. You know what I mean? Right. And if that's the only um, context, you know, the, the hospital right. setting, then, okay, then that's off the books for me. You know, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like I said, my mom, um, my mom had me at a very young age and she did have, um, she was the only natural childbirth um, that day at the hospital. So wow. um, she was kind of like uh, the guinea pig. And, um, she had a lot of doctors coming in and she had a lot of like, um, interns coming in and everyone wanted to see this woman, you know, having a natural childbirth because it just, you know, wasn't, it was starting to like not happen as much anymore. Wow. So she kind of told, she kind of told me, um, that I would need to leave my dignity at the door type of thing when you go into the hospital. She's like, because, you know, you can't be modest. You can't, you know, you just kind of leave, leave your dignity at the door and pick it up on the way out. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, that is like the furthest from what I ever want the experience to be like. Mm -hmm. You know, I want it to be something that like, we're making the choices. People are there that we want to be there. Um, and not like we're at someone else's mercy, you know, like it's everything that is happening is, because we chose it to happen. Right. So right. definitely um, that's why the home birth and not going to the hospital was so important to me and so important to David. And for us to be able to experience it together was just one of, one of the best things that I could ever imagine. I mean, it was better than we planned. Huh. Well, now, did David have any reservations when you guys first started talking about home birth? Um, I don't feel like he really did. Um, I think we were just, we were really on the same page, which is important. And I know that it doesn't happen for every couple that way. Um, but we really just, we agreed on the fact that we both were not into hospitals really. Um, I don't know a lot of people that like to go to hospitals, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that work in hospitals and I thank them for the job that they do. But for me personally, I don't feel comfortable in hospitals and he doesn't either. So we just felt this overwhelming uh, feeling of wanting to be in our own space and wanting to be at home. So um, we were kind of, like I said, on the same page from the get go, which was really nice to be yeah. able to have. Yeah. That is nice. Um, let's talk about the day you welcomed Presley. What? Let's talk about the experience. What was happening? How did it kind of kick off and you knew that, okay, baby is going to be arriving soon? Yeah, so our original um, expected uh, delivery date was um, given to us, and it was uh, October 17th of 2015. And um, it was two days after... David's birthday. So we were like, Oh, well, we might have the baby on his birthday type thing. Um, I, uh, from the very beginning, um, I always said like, I don't want the baby to come early. 
I want the baby to come when he's ready. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is um, important, you know, kind of like what you, uh, what you want, like you kind of just like put it out there in the world um, and hopefully it comes back to you, that type of thing. Um, a lot of like positive affirmations. And like I said, I was, uh, I never went through like a really like crazy, like nesting phase. So I kind of felt like I was like down to the wire at like being prepared for him to come. (laughs) And I don't know if it was just like mentally or I was just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have him early type thing. Plus you've got to get to that magic, you know, um, 37 week, um, to be able to, isn't that what it is? God, I feel like it's been so long ago to be able to have the baby at home. Um, you have to get to a certain amount of weeks, um, to be able to have the baby at home. So, um, my friend who was also pregnant at the same time, she had always said that she wanted, um, she wanted to have her baby early and you know what she did. She had her baby almost, uh, I think it was like three weeks early. Oh, wow. So, um, she kind of put it out there. Yeah. She put it out there from the beginning, even when we were in our hypnobirthing classes and stuff like that, she was like, whenever she's ready, I want her, you know, I want her out. Like I'm ready for her to come, you know, like if she wants to come early, that's great. And sure enough, she did. And I always said kind of the opposite. Um, so the fifth, uh, the seventeenth came, um, and still no baby. Um, we had our forty-week appointment on the nineteenth, and um, they checked me. They said I was like fifty percent of face, like a centimeter dilated, and I had had some cramping for like the previous four days. So I knew things were like moving along, mm-hmm. and I stayed very active throughout my pregnancy, and I was pretty in tune with my body. So I kind of felt like I was getting to that point where like something's got to happen. You know, I can't get much bigger type feeling, (laughs) you know, where you're just like, my ankles cannot retain any more water. So (laughs) the baby's got to come. The baby's got to come because I just, you know, I knew um, that it was going to be happening soon. So uh, like I said, the 19th, we had our 40 week appointment and uh, the next morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. and knew that I felt different. And uh, I had a little bit of uh, I had a little bit of wetness when um, I woke up, and I was just like, "Did my water break?" But that's not a lot of water. I'm not sure. I went to the bathroom, didn't see any signs of like blood or anything like that. And I still felt a little crampy, but I was still tired. It was like 6 a.m. So I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll wake up if there's something really going on. So I did at like 1045. I woke up and um, when I wiped, there was a little bit of blood and it seemed like a little mucusy. So I knew that I was probably losing my mucus plug. Mm -hmm. And I called my midwife and the one that we were hoping would be at the birth was at another birth. So I was kind of starting to get a little nervous because I was like, Oh no, our plan, our perfect plan mm. of our midwife, you know, she's at another birth. Um, so for a few minutes, I kind of like felt a little sad and then I got myself together and I was like, you know what, whatever happens happens. Like you can't control everything. And that's kind of what you have to realize when you're having babies. It's really not in, in your control. Mm. <laughs> um, So I labored throughout the day, um, and it was very, I'd say mild, um, you know, starting to experience what were like mild surges, 
Um, I kind of use that day to like do some last minute laundry, <laughs> um, mop the floor, stuff that they tell you you're not supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to be resting <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I, you know, I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be people at my house. What haven't I done? You know, that type of thing. <laughs> you're like, we're having, a, we're having a baby in a couple of hours at the house. I need to mop the floor. Got to right. get these floors right. right. <laughs> totally. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. But I, I guess when you're in labor, you're like, oh, that's what I should definitely do. Yeah, no one's going to tell you um, you're ridiculous either. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So just do what you're going to do. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there was plenty of times where David was like, babe, do we really need to worry about that right now? And I was just like, yes, 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 we do. And he's like, okay, <laughs> do you want something to eat? Are you okay? You know, like just go along with the crazy. Yeah. Get on the, get on the train. Um, exactly. Um, but like I said, I just kind of kept moving throughout the day. Um, at about nine o'clock, I think I had like taken a shower that night and, and just said, you know, okay, we're relaxing, you know, we'll see what happens. And I had been in contact with the birthing center and um, the midwife and my doula. And um, they just kind of reassured me that everything that I was going through was, you know, normal and um, kind of just let them know, give them a heads up of like, if things intensify and when I felt like it was time for them to come. So, um, at about, like I said, about nine o'clock, I took a shower. I was kind of like, okay, I've kind of been the same all day. I mean, things have started to intensify a little bit, but it wasn't more than I could handle. And I didn't feel like I was like to that point where I needed to, them to come. Um, but at about one o'clock in the morning, um, you know, they give you these like uh, time frames of, you know, how long your contraction should be and um, how long the last for and stuff yeah. like that. But every woman is different. And I feel like you really just need to listen to your body. Um, because at about 1am, um, my contractions just started going from like three to four minutes apart and they were lasting like almost two minutes long and just in waves of intensity. So I was like, okay, this is, this is different. This is, this mm. is not what I was feeling all day long. So, um, my doula and my midwife, they live about an hour from me. And so I let them know what was going on and jump along till about 2.30 in the morning. And everyone kind of started showing up at the house. And um, I was still I was still okay. You know, I mean, you, you have those moments where you're like, this isn't that bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're leaning over the bed and you're like, what in the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh no, this hurts, you know, and that's, that's the big thing. Everyone's like afraid to like talk about like, oh, it hurts. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it does. You know, I mean, you're having a baby, it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I always went back in my head. I was like, my, my mom said it's a tolerable pain. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's nothing more than like you can handle, like right. you can do this. So I always kind of reflected on my mom saying that knowing that if my mom was able to give uh, you know, bring my sister and I into the world naturally that I can do it. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind. Um, but like I said, um, everyone showed up around like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and, um, they started like setting up the birthing pool and I kind of just went through my surges with David on the birthing ball and, um, leaning over on the bed and, 
you know, kind of just moving around to kind of see like which position would alleviate some pain and letting them get the birthing pool set up, which I was never so happy to get into a birthing pool in my life. I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm in my living room in a pool. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, and that's awesome. That that warm that warm water, you know, is just it really helps so mm-hmm. much. Um and uh I didn't I kind of lost track of time, which I think every woman does during birth, which is amazing. Yeah. That your mind is able to like shut down like that because you know, I didn't realize that by the time I got into the birthing pool it was almost 6.30, 7am, something wow. like that. So the sun was already okay. starting to come up. I didn't even know that until like a couple of days later when I was looking through pictures and I was like, wait, it was light out. Like I could, you know, see mm-hmm. light coming in through the curtains in the picture. And I was like, I thought it was dark the whole time. And he's like, no, I'm like, I have no clue, you know, completely just your that mental like clock, like turns off. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Um, I love that. That's beautiful too. And with home birth, you're not on anyone's clock. You know, no one's trying to get you out or get you, you know, into anyone's schedule. So you, I feel like there's a um, greater sense of peace and release around the time because either way, you're probably going to come in and out of time, regardless of where you are. But being at home, you know, no one's pressuring you to come back into time and to think about it and to, you know, well, if this doesn't happen by this time that we're going to do this or anything like that, there's nothing like that Right. And and, yeah, and that's what I remember about uh, the hospital births, uh, you know, that I'd been at was it was, you know, the clock is obviously right there on the wall when you're, you know, in labor and delivery. And you're talking... You know, they're talking about, you know, well, it's been 30 minutes since this or, you know, so you're you're constantly reminded of the time, which, um, you know, can be frustrating because birth is a process and it's a different process for every woman and it happens differently for every woman and um, things happen at a different pace. So, I mean, you have a general idea of how things should go in a, a time frame, but you have to let go of that. And luckily, the woman's mind is such a powerful thing that you can if you're in the right atmosphere. And so, yeah, like I said, I uh, definitely checked out as far as what time it was. Um, Originally, we had, you know, this great plan of we were, you know, going to have a water birth. And that's what, you know, we'd watched all these amazing videos on YouTube to kind of like prepare ourselves and in the hypnobirthing class, we talked about it and we watched um, videos to just see like what a water birth would be like. Um, and that's what we planned on doing was I was going to have the baby in the water. Um, but after being in the um, birthing pool for probably a little over three hours, um, I, f- I kept feeling the urge like I had to pee. And for some reason, you know, they were like, you can just pee in the pool. And I'm like, 
any other time in my life, there'd be no problem peeing in the pool, right? I mean, you're a kid, you pee in the pool. You're an adult. It's not, you're an adult. It's not your pool. You might pee in it, you know, like, (laughs) but I just could not, for some reason, it may be the way that Presley was positioned on my bladder or whatever. Like I could not pee. So, um, I felt the urge to sit on the toilet. So, um, I got out of the birthing pool and, um, once I went into the bathroom, I was in there for probably, uh, I'd say like maybe 30 minutes or so, like really just trying to pee because more than anything, I was just like, I feel like I have to pee. I mean, I almost forgot about the fact that I'm having a baby. It was just like, I need to pee. Um, but just changing position like that and going into the bathroom and sitting on the toilet, it actually made um, my membranes um, the the release, so my water broke, and that was like an immediate sense of just the release of pressure, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's on. So um, after that, they checked me, and they were like, okay, you're having a baby, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So they were like, do you want to go back to to the birthing pool? And, you know, because that was my plan or whatever. And for some reason, I mean, our house is not really big, so it wouldn't have been a really long walk for me to get from the bathroom back to the living room, but it seemed like miles. Mm. So I was like, no, I just want to go to the bed. Um, So we went into our bedroom and um, we had Presley in the bed Um, and it was it was fine. You know, at first, um, I was kind of like, Oh, I wanted to have him in the water, but you know, he came where he came and Mm -hmm. he was healthy baby. So it was one of those things where I was just like, I, I don't care where he's coming out, like just somewhere, you know? Right. And what was happening in the room? How were you feeling when, you know, as the moment Presley is like crowning and coming out, like what's going on? Well, they kept encouraging me to, you know, to look with a mirror. They're like, do you want to see? Do you want to see? And I was almost like one of those things where if you see what it looks like, you're going to know how bad it hurts. Mm. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see. I don't know if I want to see. And then I was like, okay, I'll look, you know, because um, the whole thing was like, um, he has hair. He has hair. Because I was like, I wonder if my baby's going to have hair when he's born. And uh-huh. he didn't have much, but he he did have hair. So that's how they encouraged me to look uh-huh. um, with the mirror. And um, once I saw that his head was crowning, I was like, okay, like I can do this. And um, I remember breathing and pushing. And uh, my midwife was like, um, are you blowing out while you're pushing? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you do yoga? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, you can't breathe like that. You actually kind of like have to hold your breath and bear down and push at the same time. So for at least a good, like I'd say three contractions or so, I would just was apologizing because I felt like I didn't know how to breathe. Mm. You know, I mean, it's not something that like just naturally comes to you and you can kind of like practice those type of things when you're not in the middle of childbirth, but it almost doesn't make sense until you're doing it, you know? So it kind of took me a minute to like get into the rhythm of it and to like know what my body was doing and kind of just like come back to reality for a second and be like, okay, you have to bear down now and you can't blow out. You've got to like actually hold your breath. Um, So I felt like a couple of like good pushes like that and we welcomed him into the world, but it was those 
moments of intensity um, when they were telling me, you know, you can push twice during this contraction. And I was like, no, I can't. And they were encouraging me like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And um, a couple of times I was able to get like two good pushes in during a contraction. Um, but I did hesitate during some of them because I felt my skin stretching and I knew that it wasn't okay to push. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, at first, like I said, I was kind of apologizing to them, like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do this <laughs> you know, type of thing. And they were very encouraging and telling me, you know, you are doing it. You're, you're, you're doing just fine. Um, but afterwards, uh, the student midwife that was here, um, she's absolutely amazing. Um, she, she told me, she's like, I'm really proud of you for knowing your body. Um, and when we were telling you to push twice and you didn't, she's like, it's really great that you didn't. She's like, because you didn't tear at all. You know, you don't need stitches or anything like that. You were really listening to your body. And, you know, I just want to say like, kudos to you to, you know, just be powerful enough to listen to your body and like, tell us like what's okay and what's not okay. So that's awesome. like I said, it's, it's just such an amazing experience to be able to, uh, do it at home and you kind of ride uh this like wave of like high I think and you feel like you can kind of like conquer the world and thank god you have that feeling because um you know you're so tired afterwards but you couldn't sleep if you wanted to because you're just like man I can do anything I just had a baby at my house you know <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I, wow. yeah I, I totally that that resonates a yeah. lot, what you just said. So what was David doing uh, while you were pushing? Where was he? Um, he was right next to me um, on the bed. Um, he was trying to help, like, kind of, like, pull my legs back because they were telling me I was on my back, which, um, you know, they say can be, like, one of the hardest positions to give birth in. That's why it's harder to do it at the hospital usually and stuff like that. But, um it felt right for me and I felt so exhausted at that point that on my back was just what felt comfortable. So they were telling me to, you know, pull my legs back and I was having trouble doing it because my arms felt so weak. So they were actually doing it for me and, and he was helping and he was being encouraging hmm. um, and kind of just watching in awe, I feel like, because it is such a, an amazing experience. And, um, you know, we've talked about it in depth since, um, it happened and he was just like, I have so much respect for you and I can't believe that you were able to do it type of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really a bonding experience too. I think when you're able to be that hands-on for the partner and be able to kind of, um, lead them through it, um, which I'm really grateful that him and I were able to have that experience together. Mm, absolutely. And that's something we've heard from a number of, of families, just how the partner will watch their, you know, their watch and just be in awe and, and, and just at the end of it, be like, wow, okay, totally blew my mind on what you were capable of. And it's like things shift in that moment when you watch your partner, you know, deliver, yeah, deliver I, the baby. Right. I think it brings your, it, it has the capability of bringing your relationship to just another level as well. Oh, yeah. Um, 
going back to like my mom and stuff, I remember her saying that, you know, when I was born, they didn't allow men in. Mm. So by the time she had my sister, they had just started introducing like Lamaze classes and um, you had to take the Lamaze classes to actually be able to have your husband come in with you. But she was very adamant on them having the Lamaze class so that my dad would be able to experience, you know, the childbirth Yeah, (laughs) because she's like, he just doesn't get it. You know, she's like, he needs to see this type of thing. So, um, yeah, it just blows my mind that, you know, not too long ago, um, men were just completely clueless on, you know, the entire childbirth process. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just so awesome that, you know, I feel like things are really starting to shift and, um, it's just, it's important for, uh, for men to be able to experience that and be a part of it and kind of see like what goes on and what you have to put into it. You know, you don't just walk out of the hospital with a baby, like magic. Here you go. Here's the baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember I was talking to some friends yesterday. I went out to lunch and I was, I was telling the story of our home birth. And um, one of the things I remember with you, Sarah, was just how insanely strong you were during your pushing mm. like she hulk strength during the pushing <laughs> yeah and, and you know that's something that watching all the birth videos that we watched i just in it's it's so different to watch those birth, those birth videos and then to be there and in person and it it is one of those experiences for you know for partners who are fortunate enough to be able to be present because um, we've talked to to some moms whose partners are deployed, you know, and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's the thing that comes up. They may not be able to be there, but uh, when you are, it, it changes you. It changes you. Yeah, definitely. I, um, like I said, my sister just had, um, a baby in October and she was lucky enough to have a couple that was pregnant about the same time. And, um, they, uh, decided to do home birth as well. And so they kind of looked to me, um, for answers mm-hmm. and uh, they cool. went through the same birthing center and um, I decided to kind of do like a little mock hypnobirthing class for them and you know gave them all the information that I had the pamphlets the books and stuff like that and we got together once a week and we just talked about it and kind of uh, gave them an idea of what to expect um, how to comfort their partner Um, how to leave their partner alone if they needed to be left alone, you know, that type of thing where you can go from you need somebody to rub your back to, okay, don't touch me type of thing or whatever. So um, I shared, you know, our experience with them and um, I feel like I, you know, kind of helped them um, prepare for it. And uh, I had nothing but good response from them afterwards. So I think really it's just about couples that, do have a home birth just continuing to tell other people like how amazing it is yeah and um just getting the word out there that you know this is something that women have been doing for you know years and we can do this it's just recently that it was like oh no you have to go to a hospital you're not capable of doing this on your own um you have to be induced you know that type of thing and i mean I know that there, you know, are cases, obviously, or high-risk pregnancies that, you know, you do need to be in a hospital. But for the most part, um, I just think it strips away women's power and couples, you know, feeling like they're capable of doing something when you walk into a hospital. So that's why I just think it's so important to 
um, to share these positive experiences um, and talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, you know, birth can be messy. Um, you can poop and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like stuff that people don't want to talk about, and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's important. And I think it's great that you guys are doing this and, you know, sharing your experience and letting other people talk about it. Cause like I said, I definitely look to social media as um, kind of like a guide uh, when I decided on home birth and I really found a lot of encouraging things, um, you know, on Instagram and uh, stuff like that. So it's just, it's the new, it's the new media, you know, it's the new way of us spreading information and absolutely um, it's, it's definitely, I, I think, like I said, I hope it's making a shift where we'll see more couples choosing home birth and um, just bringing more lives into the world in like a peaceful manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think what you've been doing is a, is a big part of that shift, just uh, sharing your experience with other folks as well. You know, like you, you, you talked about the couple that you met with every week and you told them kind of what they can expect and you know, I, one of the big things that we always talk about on this show is that, you know, we, we did a home birth and the stories that we tell are all about home birth, but home birth is, may not be somebody, an option for some families, like you said, but really it's just, for us, it's all about letting people know that they do have options and that they do have a voice because so many times, you know, we've, we've heard these stories of, you know, families who had one or two kids in the hospital and they just felt like they had no voice. And then they, mm-hmm. you know, they decided to do a home birth and, oh my gosh, well, they could, they could say yes to this. They could say no to this. They could do things the way that they wanted. And, you know, again, going back to what you said about being able to shift conversations when people are, are um, you know, dropping negativity your way, like you have a voice, you know, you, you, it, whether it's in a hospital or a home birth center or at home, you have a voice, and so that's one of the messages that you know we're we're really excited to be spreading with this podcast. And um, just it's been amazing hearing your story, Tammy, and hearing how you exercised your voice. You know, even with your midwives when you're on the on the bed and they're saying push twice, you're like, ah, that doesn't feel yeah. that doesn't feel right for my body. And you you exercised, you know, and, and shared your voice. And I think that's so important and so powerful. Right, absolutely. I actually have a friend that um, she is pregnant again with um, her second. And she had a hospital birth um, that she was able to do naturally at the hospital. Um, uh, she originally wanted to do a home birth, but through some persuasion from her family members they told her you know it being her first birth like it would be better and safer for her to do at the hospital so they went ahead and chose a hospital birth the first time but I'm really excited for them because they're actually planning their home birth for their second child and um, she is of course like anyone has you know different fears and stuff like that but um, I've been trying to be encouraging to her to um, you know, just be 100% um, positive that she is capable of a home birth, you know, and not to let any outside negativity 
um, give her any doubts, you know, that her body is, you know, not capable of doing it. So I'm just really excited that um, other people are just kind of like waking up to it and saying like, no, we can do this and we do have the choice. Um, and I, I mean, I would love to like scream it from the roof rooftops, you know, like everyone can do a home birth, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, because that's how I feel about it. And I just feel like people would have such a different experience and different outlook on things if they did choose home birth. Um, it really, I feel like it's a life-changing thing. I mean, obviously having a baby is life-changing no matter what, but home birth is, uh, home birth is where it's at. Wow. And it sounds like you've become this amazing resource for home birth. I mean, as a result of your experience now, you're supporting other, you know, women and couples. You might, I see something for you, Tammy, in the realm of being (laughs) a home birth ambassador and support system and resource. I mean, you've got it on lock. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, it's just easy to talk about things when you believe in them. Mm. And, and, um, with the experience that David and I had with home birth, and the amazing support system and the wonderful birthing center that we went through. Um, it's just, it, it makes it that much easier um, to talk about it and to support it and um, to, you know, just say like, you can do this. And yeah, I, I really, I, you know, I'm, I'm open. If anyone has any questions um, at all, like I'm always here, whether it be from home birth to, breastfeeding, which I'm, you know, a huge advocate for. Um, I watched my mom uh, breastfeed my sister for two years and four months. So seeing that as a young child, it kind of naturally came to me that I was like, I want to breastfeed. Like, I remember seeing that bond that my mom and my sister had. And um, my mom only breastfed me for, I think, like six months or so. And um, with a lot of, like, outside you know, influences and people telling her like, oh, you need to start feeding her this or start feeding her that. I just, she said, I didn't nurse as well. Mm. So for her to be able to breastfeed my sister for as long as she did, and like I said, me being able to see that and see the bond that they had breastfeeding and even the bond that they still have today, I feel like leads back to the breastfeeding. And um, yeah, I just think it's all really important. I mean, it's what our bodies were made to do. And sometimes you have to kind of remind people that mm-hmm. um, it's natural. That's powerful. That's awesome. Well, Tammy, thank you so much. This has been amazing to talk yeah. to you and hear your story and all of its um, courage, authenticity, and just peacefulness around it all. It's really um, inspiring. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, I first found out about you guys because when my sister was going through her crazy nesting stage um, during her pregnancy, she was listening to your podcast, and uh, she's the one that told me about you guys. And I was, like, so excited that she was kind of reaching out on her own to find her own support, even though I was, you know, trying to give her as much information as I could. She was also using social media to, um, to find other ways to, uh, you know, find the, the strength and support that she needed to be able to have a home birth herself. And, um, you guys were part of it. So thank you. Oh, That's honored. so cool. What's your sister's name? Her name is Sarah. Oh, oh beautiful. What's up, Sarah? 
Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll give... she's, uh-huh. she's Sarah, no H. Oh, okay. All right, okay. cool. We'll yeah. give Sarah without an H our love and Presley and David and... Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you again a thousand times. Thank you, guys. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.